From a fruit market in Tel Aviv to a fish seller in Taipei, the people of our world are working hard to make a living. Are you listening? Tune in to the sounds of your world on Radio Taiwan International. Thanks for joining <laughs> us on Radio Taiwan International. I'm Tomasz Koper, bringing you 50 minutes of English language features. Uh, up ahead in today's program, we have Jukebox Republic, which is Shirley's program. But first, we begin with Here in Taiwan. Welcome to Here in Taiwan. Today is uh, November uh, 26th, mm -hmm. Friday. If you are joining us on Facebook and if you are joining us on the radio, it is Monday, the 29th of November. Uh, I am Tomasz Koper and I'm joined here in the studio by Shirley Lin. Hi there. And today we're going to take a look at three stories. We're going to take a look at fireworks that... Um, we can see from Taipei 101 every New Year's uh, Eve. Eve. Uh, we're going to talk about a Malaysian director um, who uh, has accidentally overstayed his welcome, in, uh, overstayed his stay in Taiwan, and that led to him living in Taiwan for 20 years. And we're also going to look at an educational initiative um, by the government aimed at uh, um, providing tablets and uh, teaching materials to students. Not the popping tablets, tablets. No, right? <laughs> <laughs> I really hope it's not those kind of tablets. Um, so yeah, uh, stay tuned and we're going to get to all of those stories. Okay. With the new year quickly approaching, mm. and we're all hoping that 2022 will be slightly better than 2021, um, let's take a look at something that is a staple uh, of New Year's Eve festivities if you are living in Taipei, which is Taipei 101 fireworks. That is right. We always look forward to the fireworks at Taipei 101, which is the tallest skyscraper in Taipei. It used to be the tallest building in the world. That's right, uh, yeah, for a few years, for, right? For five, six years at... 2014, something around there, somewhere around there. But until um, the the one in Dubai. China. No, Dubai was later, I think. Really? It was, yeah, the one in China. I think it was the one in Shanghai, you know, with the, the ball. cutout uh, oh. in, at the very top to prevent um, or to lessen wind drag. Okay. Or I don't know if it's drag if the building is not moving. I know in planes <laughs> it's called a drag, uh, wind resistance. Oh, okay. Mm, well, anyway. Yeah. yeah um, so we always look forward to then to be like tons of people going, you know, around because it's around uh, the Taipei City Hall area. And so um, there's like tons of people. You really don't want to go there. I mean, I always like to watch it on TV instead of going going there in in person. It is pretty be so crowded. crowded. I mean, it's fun. But afterwards, the traffic is so bad that people would actually be, you know, getting home like three or four in the morning, even though they're taking public transportation. Impossible to call a cab for I, like yeah, two right. hours after the show. Right, right. Well, anyway, now the thing is that this year's New Year uh, fireworks is going to be extended to more than five minutes, and which is great. Apparently, last year it was 300 seconds. Um that's less than five minutes anyway. And so they say that because there are more businesses they're willing to sponsor the fireworks. So, um, and, uh, and considering that Taiwan 
Taiwan's uh, GDP growth in 2021 has been good and positive and strong. So, oh, and by the way, GDP uh, apparently is going to be uh, surpassing six percent. So, okay. Yeah. So, is that going to be featured in the fireworks? Are we going to get probably like, not fiery sixes? <laughs> but on, but um, <laughs> anyway, there's guy. more people sponsoring, more businesses sponsoring. So we ha we're having a longer fireworks, and I'm not going to tell you how much money we're spending on that, how much money, <laughs> how much more money we're spending on it because of the extended, you know, fireworks. But um, this year, the celebrations, including the fireworks, is going to go all the way through till February 22nd, um, because um, it's going to be incorporating Christmas. New Year's Eve, Lunar New Year—that's a Chinese New Year—and the Lantern Festival. So this is going to be continuous fireworks for a no. month and a half. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> I, we wish, right? We wish, but no, I don't think so. It's just only just—I mean, that's the the, the epic, you know, mm -hmm. of uh, of New Year thing is is having that fireworks and and count, countdown, mm -hmm. final countdown. I so know. yeah, the theme is toward a better future. I mean, nothing. I mean, that's definitely very appropriate. Nothing could be better than that. I yeah. mean, we're all looking forward. The whole world is looking to a better future with COVID. The last two years you know, have the last been pretty, two years. pretty yeah, sad. Yeah, yeah. So I think um, that is awesome. I don't know. What, what do you usually do? Do you go I actually, to I, I do one go one? to Taipei 101. You or do? I have been there for the last two years. Normally, I don't because it's a, it's a public transportation nightmare. Uh, but for the last two years, I have been uh, to Taipei 101 because I have a friend who has an amazing apartment that is uh, pretty close. That's a trick. Mm -hmm. That's always a trick. Yes. Uh, if you have a friend that lives nearby, you can go hang out, have a drink, uh, have some food, maybe you know, watch a movie, whatever you do on New Year's Eve. And then you just pop out, watch the fireworks, go back in party some more, yeah. and then get a cab home once the peak has gone. Right, right. Well, yeah. Um, uh, well, you're going to go on your friend's roof, right? Or uh, you well, can actually see we, it from your friend's no, no, no. apartment? Uh, so he lives pretty oh, close oh. by, but he doesn't have a view of 101. Okay. I mean, a few people in Taipei can afford the view of 101. I mean, like, yeah. well, okay, maybe it's not that expensive. District. but well. Um, well, he doesn't, so we have to... But uh, we go outside cut through some buildings and some communities and there's a little parking lot that uh, has an unobstructed view of 101. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. So, yeah, if we okay. squeeze between a few scooters and there are like a lot of neighbors in that community come out to that spot as well. Um, so, yeah, we, we also celebrate with uh, some people, you know, new friends, right? Yeah. Well, what we're doing today, a group of us, about 10-ish 10, 10 people, friends um we are going to go to the roof of the building where we have our church oh. our church is actually rented a place on the sixth floor and we're going to go on the roof and watch the fireworks from there because it's not far from uh -huh. Taipei 101 That's so nice. yeah it's really exciting um looking forward to that we're just gonna we're, we're gonna have dinner uh, you know separately and then we're gonna meet up at 10 and bring some snacks midnight snacks and stuff and then right at midnight, we're going to go up on the roof and watch the fireworks and then come back down and do more, you know, more eating, I guess, mm -hmm. before we leave and all that kind of stuff. So looking forward to that. You know, there were a couple of times when I went on the streets um, to watch the fireworks. But it really depends on which side of the building you're watching because there was one time, I guess, we were on the wrong side. And we were going, wow, yay, for like two seconds. And then smoke got in the way and we weren't seeing anything. <laughs> mm -hmm. It was all smoke, you know, um, covering up the building. So it really depends on which side of the building you're watching from. 
and it depends on the wind direction, <laughs> you know, um, like, yeah, blowing all the smoke in your face or something. Well, not in your face, but, you know, in the direction that you're watching. So right. it can be sad. But um, this yeah. happened to me my first year in Taiwan. Um, I was excited because, you know, it's Taiwan, Taipei 101, uh, new place, new friends, everything. So I uh, went to a park, w which is close to Lingguang Station, um, you okay. know, kind of like uh, where when sun starts. Right. Um, so there are some mountains there, and there's a pretty nice view of one on one, although it's kind of distant. Mm -hmm. um, but we got there, we had champagne, we had some other alcohols, and we were setting up, and there were a lot of people like from the neighborhood, I assume. Yeah. So we were uh, looking at one on one, counting down, and then the fireworks started, and we saw exactly two seconds of fireworks <laughs> before we all we saw was just a giant pillar of smoke yeah. because the wind was blowing our direction. <laughs> So, yeah, yeah. check really. the weather forecast if you're planning on seeing ta Taipei 101 fireworks. Right. Um, I was just told that there were there was no voice because, yes, um, sorry for that. Oh. The Mevo decided to mute itself. Um, again, we're, we're not getting sound from, well, it's not, it's fine now. Oh, um, oh okay. Yeah, but uh, there was sound earlier and then we started the broadcast and then Mevo decided, I'm not going to say anything. <laughs> oh, well, anyway, it's always good to have your comments to let us know how the condition is. So yes, thank you so much. And uh, so in case you missed us, uh, if you were watching on Facebook, we will figure this whole situation out next week. Uh, Leslie and I are on the case. Uh, <laughs> we're going to use the tools that we have to make this a viable setup for a live streaming on Facebook. Right. Even if we don't get our regular Mevo back. Yeah. All right. We keep calling it Mevo, but you you know this is the thing that we're looking at right now. Uh, that's I'm, right. Yeah. Uh, right. This we are still using the sort of the top part uh, of, of this the Mevo. Yeah. Mevo gadget. It's called Mevo. Uh, do we have any comments though? Other than um, just people saying that they oh, can't hear oh, they us. Oh, they couldn't hear us. Okay. Sorry. Sorry. All right. So let's talk about education. Let's talk about. Uh, tablets and uh how useful they are in education so um your kids when they were still going to school uh, how old are your kids by the way if, oh they're grown up now okay. they're out of college and everything oh right okay <laughs> <laughs> so, so when they were in college did, right? they, did they use tablets um you mean like school provided tablets no just tablets oh, in general. tablets in general yeah what 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 Not, are they good for in education do you think yeah well um i i think i don't remember actually did they have it in high school? I don't think they had it in high school. Well, it wasn't I, until college. I, I, think. I think it's a great asset uh, to have yeah. as a student, uh, both in elementary, well, I mean, maybe late elementary school. Uh, early elementary school, I don't see the need. Uh, then again, I'm not a right. teacher. <laughs> so don't take my word as gospel. Um, and I know that in mm, uh Higher grades in uh, towards the end of elementary school, middle school, high school, tablet yeah. can be a great uh, boon to a student, um, not only because of apps, but just the ease of access to a lot of resources. Right. Um, in high school, you know, uh, you have to do more and more independent study. Mm -hmm. You know, I remember I was getting a lot of things copied, for example. Oh, okay. Um, and then, you know, notes from other students. Uh, oh, I was, yeah, uh, yeah. I was in, the, in an IB program which meant that i also had to do a little bit of my own research so there was mm. a lot of copying of books and i wish i had a tablet right now i have like a 
small eight inch thing. Uh, every time I have to read a PDF, uh -huh. that's where I put it. Okay. I don't like looking, uh, reading off my screen for too long, uh, or I mean, like my laptop for too long. Right. I do like to like sit back or lie down with a book. Um, so tablets can be great. And the so you're calling them? They're like e-readers, right? They're like well, that's the a Kindle book or something like that. That's a oh, slightly that's a different thing. Oh, yeah. Okay. So the difference is in the screen. Uh, okay. E-readers have a uh, an, an e-ink display, something that's called e-ink. Uh, yeah, which is, so it doesn't hurt your eyes. Exactly. Much. Yeah, it's it's more uh, like a book than an LCD screen. Right. But the Taiwanese government is going to provide regular tablets with LCD screens that are, to be fair, more versatile uh, because you know you have Android or iOS, whatever they are, right? Apps, uh, uh, games, even you know, there's nothing wrong with educational gaming, um, right. and you know. Take every avenue that leads you to knowledge, I say. Mm. So the government is going to spend 20 billion NT dollars on the program uh, to provide laptop, uh, tablets to students, uh, which is about 720 uh, million US dollars. So that's a quite wow. a chunk of cash. That is. Um, they're going to uh, buy 60,000, uh, 60, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, where was that number? 61,000 uh -huh. tablets for students and also install over 30,000 access points. So internet uh, routers okay. and classrooms to make sure that students not only have tablets, but also can connect to the internet. Mm. And the government will also prioritize students in remote areas. Right. Something which is still a bit of a an, an issue in Taiwan, I would say. There yeah, is this is. divide between sort of more affluent uh, coastal urban areas and rural areas especially in the mountains in the central mountain range um so i have only been here for 10 years you've been here longer do you think that this divide this gap is being bridged uh is it getting better i think it is getting better i don't know how much i've been back yeah in taiwan 30 years now so i'm, I'm sure there's been a lot to do uh with uh you know um letting kids in remote areas have equal um, access and, you know, fairness in everything, getting the right, you know, the right education that everybody else can. So I think they are doing something. Mm -hmm. I just don't know how much and how fast, but, um, but I think that is always great. You know, you reminded me about somebody I interviewed a long time ago and he, at the time, I think app was just only beginning, mm -hmm. like, you know, oh, apps, apps in general. Apps like in general, yeah, apps. apps. And um, and he came up with a, a one called Katsa. And actually, Katsa in Chinese, uh -huh. it's like the click on a camera. Uh -huh. It's, you know, Katsa. You know? <laughs> <laughs> now, oh, what it did... are so fun. Right. What it, what it does was because he actually grew up with um, parents who are, um, they were like always worked in schools. Not necessarily they were teachers, but so he grew up, you know, like thinking that education is very important. So they, the whole family always really cared a lot about education for these kids in remote areas and villages and like things like that. So he thought of this app where um, there will be a map of the world. And then let's say a kid up in the mountains, trying to figure a math equation and couldn't figure it out. Then he would take a picture of it. I guess they provide mm -hmm. the kids with the cameras at least. Okay, know? yeah. Um, and then um, then it would show up on the map as like a flame. Like, oh. I need help. Okay, help, help. And some teachers, 
who are retired teachers mm -hmm. who might have used to be a town a teacher in Taiwan but have moved to Boston let's say right and he's he or she is retired living there she or he would see this flame mm -hmm. and then he would so like a marker help. on the map right? yeah mm -hmm. so then he the teacher would help solve that equation for the student that's, that's and really cool. send and take a picture again mm -hmm. and send it to the kid now, um, of course, they're thinking like, wait, the teacher shouldn't be providing the answer, but <laughs> yeah. maybe just like give hints or something like that and take a picture of hints or something like that, you know. So that was his idea of an app. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, which, you know, it's so important because, well, yeah. I've never heard of this app, which means that it didn't really take <laughs> off, um, I guess. Well, but the thing is that over time, he's done something even better than that Katsang ah, app. So okay. actually, he's still, you know, at it, you know, and he would get together all these well this is beside a point you know all these uh npos and every month he would have a platform let them share things that they're doing um for nonprofit mm -hmm. and and just you know just like networking and mm -hmm. sharing ideas and helping each other and even like eventually he actually thought of something else a project for college students to think of a social problem mm -hmm. and then make a film about how they think they can solve that problem and oh, okay yeah and it, it's it's amazing and then teachers and professors you know would look at that and i don't know maybe it, it would well, consider it, as part of a thesis great. or something it, like that but yeah, yeah. it combines creativity with um, yeah. problem solving everything's about creativity nowadays it's like making it kids to I mean, think on their own it is one of our greatest faculties that uh, each one of us possesses is the the ability to be creative the right. ability to come up with thoughts that no one else has thought before well, the Taiwanese education system is definitely changing that area because usually it was more like rote memory mm -hmm. and forcing in you and then taking, you know, getting A's on the exams. But actually now they're catching on. Yeah. Is making students think on their own. Which is great. Yes. All right, let's talk about our third story, which is a film director who has accidentally <laughs> overstayed his welcome. Well, accidentally, as in, I think some time ago, he was in Taiwan and he was originally just going to stay for a month. Um, and he only had one suitcase with him that time. But he said, who would have known that those 30 days turned into 20 years? And now he's happily married in Taiwan and has children of his own. Didn't say how many, but... That's how um, they get you. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I've known so many foreign friends who right came originally to stay. Right. Yeah, I was only Just supposed to, to be here for one year. Oh. oh, I came here for a language scholarship, but one year originally, and here I am 10 years later. Yeah, so many people who came for vacation, and then, and then they went home, but then eventually they came back again and stayed. Mm -hmm. there too many, you know, in the last 30 years Very that I've common. known. Really, very common. Well, he is, his name is, uh, I think it's Cantonese, whole way thing. You know, I think Malaysians, they do speak, is it Cantonese or Hokkien? I forgot. But anyway, Mr. Ho. Okay, Director Ho. He's a film director. And recently, he uh, released this movie called Terrorizers. And, uh -huh. um, but it's actually about... Uh, is it a horror six, movie? No, like, it sounds right, right? <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. it isn't, actually. <laughs> well, there were some parts that were probably, you know, suspenseful. But mm -hmm. um, it actually intertwines, like, several characters and... Oh, six main characters. Um, and they interweave... Their lives interweave together um, somehow. 
And uh, yeah, and so he was saying this was more about um, college students' lives. Mm-hmm. He said that there is a lot of high school kids' stories, movies, uh, stories made into movies, more so than college students. And I wondered about that. Huh. I, I think he's right about this. I don't know why, but he said I'm going to do what a lot of Taiwanese movies don't do is. Depicting Show college, college life, yeah, hmm. and so it's more about like you know two years after graduation and how their life is intertwined with uh, pressure from parents, expectation from parents, and um, about uh, what else? Uh, um, well, that's that's interesting. I never thought about it. But challenges n- in life, yeah. Yeah. Right. N- sorry. Now, now no. that you now that you you said it, I, that is very true. I mean, I remember seeing a few. Uh, dramas about uh, high school high life. High school, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I don't remember anything about college life. I know. But there is this stereotype that you know high school is intense in Taiwan. You have to study a lot because yes. college college entrance exams are infamously difficult. Right. Um, on the other hand, a lot of people are saying, or at least I've heard it a few times, that once you get to college, finally kids can relax and there's partying and there's oh, that's how it was sort with of me. more yeah. um, freedom, mm-hmm. let's just call it. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. That's how I felt it, you know, freedom. You know, mm-hmm. just and, and besides, um, at the time, I went to high school in Japan, in Tokyo. So after four years, well, actually it was more like, six seven years of junior high and high school mm-hmm. and then i was like saying bye to my parents and i was like yay and i went to the <laughs> states yeah boston for college. college so i just kind of party through my four years <laughs> in college literally who didn't <laughs> yeah really and i i wonder if that's funny because i think I've seen quite a few Hollywood movies that actually is focused on college life. Yeah, uh, Hollywood on is the other way. I mean, and sororities, right? There are there are a l- plenty of high school dramas there are that too? come okay. out of Hollywood. But know? in Taiwan, it's like mostly just high school. Well, there, I guess there are slightly different genres. Uh, movies that are about high school, like American movies that are about high schools, are tend to be kind of like coming of age dramas, mm-hmm. maybe lighthearted comedies, mm. whereas college movies or movies about college kids tend to be kind of raunchy tend <laughs> to be more dirty comedies dirty yeah yeah um with so, a lot of yeah <laughs> yeah well i wonder if it's because actually taiwanese kids when they get to college they want their own privacy you know they don't re- reveal themselves they're not as public about their lives and everything and and so movie directors doesn't have anything to go on about college life. Well, I mean, I'm just guessing. <laughs> nah, I think there's plenty. Like even from one's own experience, a director or a, a screenwriter in this case can yeah. probably think of a few cool stories to include in, right. a, in a movie. Right. Uh, if it's a comedy, because of course, if it's a more serious mm, production, mm. then you have to have an actual story. And by the way, actually, this movie got nominated. It's uh, got, what, how many? Five nominations for the Golden Horse Awards, which is actually oh, coming up. All right. And yeah, so this is really, really something for him. Um, but uh, I, I know, I, you know, honestly, I think that for the last couple of years, Taiwanese movies are getting better. Okay. There are more of them, and they are well done. Hmm. Much better than years ago. In, in comparison, okay. that's for sure. That's yeah. good to hear. Yeah. 
Alright, that about does it for this edition of Here in Taiwan. Thank you for joining us. Um, again, I am Tomas Koper and joining me here was Shirley Lin. And uh, join us next time for uh, more Here in Taiwan and check out our other English language features. Right, stay tuned for Jukebox Republic, my Th music program. That's right, stay tuned for that. Right, bye. Just tuned into Jukebox Republic. I'm Shirley Lin. You know, I want to say, luckily, I'm not a great fan of sweet drinks or desserts. I mean, you guys would think I'm weird, right? Well, like, who doesn't like desserts? Now, don't get me wrong. I do like some sweet stuff, but only occasionally. And I'm also very picky about the kind of desserts, you know, we're talking about. Like chocolate. I like chocolate, but I only like dark chocolate. I like chocolate cake. But I only like the moist ones, like chocolate mousse cake. I do like some timely sweet desserts, but it still depends on how they're done and if they're done right. I don't know. I'm so picky. Like, you know, the other day, well, actually, no, it's been a while ago. Um, well, I don't like tiramisu, but I had this really awesome tiramisu at some place, which I already forgot, but it was a while ago. And I thought it had the best tiramisu, but that's about it. Anyway, recently a story in the news was talking about coming up with new innovative concoctions of Taiwanese tea-based drinks. You know, like the bubble tea, That's we came up with that. Well, I frowned a little bit on that story, though. I mean, what are you trying to do? Are you trying to make Taiwanese people become obese? Anyway, immediately I think of this song here, Tian Mi Mi. It means sweet, sweet, I don't know, whatever. Um, of course, I've always known it as sung by the late Teresa Tang, but this is Cai Xingjuan, but it sounds pretty, pretty close to Teresa Tang.
So I'm talking about、uh, this new story, which says that tea researchers are asked to rack their brain、uh, and come up with new tea drink ideas. Taiwanese bubble tea, or just tea drinks, period, are popular worldwide now. So to meet demands. Uh, growing demands, we have to search for new flavors and concoctions. That's not a good idea. I mean, that's not good news to me. It's been several years I've stopped drinking or buying even like drinks from drink shops because I realized that none of them quench thirst like water does. Sometimes I even got more thirsty from drinking those drinks. Anyway, there are actually three tea drink shops in a row on our street where I live. Three in a row, and either they don't mind competition, or they make sure that they offer very different kinds of drinks, so they don't worry about competition. Yeah, they kind of sell a little bit different、uh, things, I guess. One of them is supposedly like more healthy kind of、um, drinks, like you know, with oats and wheat and I don't know and milk. Yeah, and for all I know, they probably become friends with each other. Three drink shops in a row. Can you believe that? Or another song about sweets. This one is "Your Sweet" by Fan Xiaoxuan. This is a fun song. Shining, shining, 
If you haven't caught on yet, Tian means sweet. Okay, Tian. Now, Taiwanese people really, really love those sweet drinks. I have to say, when the weather turns hot, you bet there are long lines in front of these drink shops. When the weather turns cold, that's okay too because they start、uh, selling hot sweet drinks. So the Tea Research and Extension Station set up a beverage center to develop new methods of creating tea-based mixed drinks. Apparently, the tea-based beverage industry is providing a valuable growing export market for farmers. But of course, tea-based drinks wouldn't be anything great without fruit bits or juices. So stats show that for first ten months this year, exports of tea and related products went up 30% year on year. Now, these drink shops are making a lot of money, with sales exceeding 2.09 billion U.S. dollars last year. That's 80% rise over the last 10 years. About 1.02 billion hand-shaken drinks were sold, are sold every year in Taiwan. That's about 43 cups per person, or like one every week. Really, I don't believe that. I think some people who really, really love these sweet drinks, they don't just buy one a week. Anyway. You can really, really get hooked on those drinks. I'm, I'm telling you, they're sweet, they're yummy. They can fill you up with all those nice chewable treasures inside. How can you resist it when you pass one of those shops, right? For those who just hooked on these kind of drinks, and they put out a sign of their top ten. So all you have to do is just go down the list every other day if you're that terrible. That's what I do. I, I look at the list and I find out, you know, what's their top flavor and get that, like. For my husband, because you have no idea, the list is huge. If you want to go down the list and decide what you, exactly you want to get, so and and besides, you can adjust the sweetness and how much ice cubes you want in it. But honestly, most of those drinks, they're concocted such that it wouldn't be yummy without the sweetness. You know, that's how they entice you. Yeah, that's just how you get hooked. Another song about sweetness. 就这样甜蜜活到底 It means、um, to live with lots of sweetness in life. It's by Ouyang Feifei. She's a Taiwanese singer based in Japan, and she's like a dancing singing diva. I'm sorry. 
says it used to be a tea culture in Taiwan, but now it's a tea drink culture. So the research center would have five to seven people working with private operators to develop drinks using local crops. The center is to research tea blending techniques along with the best ratios for pairing additives like alcohol or fruit juice. So it sounds like they're already Taiwanese tea-based drinks with alcohol in them. Hmm. Ginger black tea is a prime example at the center. Ginger, uh, in, for the, in the first place, um, must be boiled for a long time to release its flavor. But if you were to boil it with tea leaves, the drink is going to become bitter and astringent. So then the center would use instead grounded dried ginger to go with the tea so that the two flavors are extracted at the same amount of time when steeped. Things like that you have to take into consideration. They also tried other beverage crops like coffee, cocoa, mint, and chrysanthemum, and then toppings like fruit, tapioca balls, and different jellies, you know, like these jelly cubes or triangles. triangle, triangles. <laughs> and the center can turn fruit into powder form and then once added to tea to create fruit-flavored drinks. Humans in general like sweet things. I agree. 
Friends think I'm weird that I don't like sweet stuff that much. I actually prefer savory or salty snacks to sweet desserts. I actually get nauseous if I eat a savory dish that's more on the sweet side, like these Japanese sauces. The other day, I made this rice using this prepackaged Japanese sauce with mushrooms that I bought from Costco, and it was so sweet that I had to add vinegar. I actually googled like how to how to less how to what get rid of the sweetness. Um, by adding something, and so it said vinegar or lemon juice. So I added vinegar, and actually, it tastes better to me at least. But guys, really, stay away from sweets as much as you can. I don't think there's any nutritional value in sweet stuff, in desserts, in all these sweet drinks, unless you're eating like you know fruit pieces. But even then, it's very minimal. Well, savory. Potato chips too. Yes, I know. I've temp and and in fact, there's no nutritional value in that as well. And I've temporarily stopped craving for them now. But I say we really don't need more sweet drink concoctions. Really, there's already too many on the market. We don't need any more. And、um, people just need to be、um, satisfied with what there is already on the market in all these drink shops. Well, I know of at the same time. Uh, these other kind of drink shops that actually offer very,、uh, you know, healthy juices,、um, maybe like fruit and vegetable juices. What they call what do they call those smoothies, energy drinks? They probably better a lot better for you、um, than these sweet drinks. They're probably more expensive, but hey, it's worth the money. Okay. Well, that's it for Jukebox Republic. I'm Shirley Lin, and.、Um, Stay away from sweets, but I do have another song having to do with sweet, and it would have to be Xin Xiaoqi, 一个人的甜蜜 a person's sweetness. Yeah. 
Do have one by Deng Yijun, Teresa Tang. This is 爱情甜如蜜 Love is sweet as honey. Thank you for listening to Radio Taiwan International, broadcasting from Taipei, Taiwan. 
Check out our website at english.rti.org.tw. Again, that's english.rti.org.tw for the latest news and features from Taiwan. You can also listen to our programs and watch videos as well. Our 60-minute English language program can also be heard every day at the following times and frequencies. In southern China and South Asia, from 1600 to 1700 UTC, on 9405 kHz. Again, that's in southern China and South Asia, from 1600 to 1700 UTC, on 9405 kHz. And in Southeast Asia, from 0300 to 0400 UTC, on 15320 kHz. Again, that's in Southeast Asia from 0300 to 0400 UTC on 15320 kHz. We'd love to hear from you. Please send your comments to P.O. Box 123-199, Taipei, Taiwan. Again, that's P.O. Box 123-199, Taipei, Taiwan. Or send an email to rti at rti.org.tw. Again, that's rti at rti.org.tw. Also visit us on Facebook. The address is fb.me forward slash Radio Taiwan International. Once again, on Facebook, we're located at fb.me forward slash Radio Taiwan International for videos, photos, and news of interest from Taiwan. Thank you once again for listening to Radio Taiwan International.